you are Locked On Dynasty Football, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Here are your hosts, Marcus Mosher and Kate Madjuke. Welcome into the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast. I am your host, Kate Madjuke. You can follow me on Twitter at FFBallBlast. And of course, I am joined, as always, by my favorite co-host, Marcus Mosher. You can follow him on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosher. Give the show a follow, too, at Locked On Dynasty. Hit that subscribe button. Never miss a show wherever you are in this fantastic universe. Leave those five-star reviews wherever you listen to your podcast and help others find the show so they can dominate their dynasty leagues, too. Marcus, we are almost to the weekend. Happy Thursday. Happy Thursday, Kate. And uh, I think today is a good day to have some arguments. And uh, I think we're, we're going to yell at each other. That's always, it always makes for fight. a good podcast. We're going to fight. We're going to fight. Uh, fight in words. I think there's a lot of fight in words to be had. Guys, we were prepping for this show. And, I mean, things were already starting to get heated. We decided to save it all for you guys. We're going to talk about some overrated dynasty assets today so that was sort of our plan uh on on monday but julio jones came in he shook things up for us so you gotta you gotta roll with the punches and you gotta make some adjustments there on the fly that's okay we're still getting to it today marcus i'm gonna start off the show okay because i think it's best that i get my argument out so that i can be in tip-top shape (laughs) for when i whoop your butt when you give some of your names so overrated asset number one this one hurts my soul to say but i gotta talk about my man jk dobbins love jk dobbins if he were in really any other situation i might actually be much higher on him but he's being drafted as the running back nine in dynasty startups per dynasty league football and you know what He's splitting that backfield with a little guy I like to call Gus Edwards, who if you're if you're keeping tabs, I could be drafting as the RB 47 in Dynasty mm-hmm. startups. And you know what? They got pretty much the same work in J.K. Dobbins rookie season. He was absolutely fantastic. Average six yards per attempt that led the NFL, not just rookies led the NFL of running backs in yards per attempt. And guess what? He still didn't get a huge chunk of work. He got 134 carries to Gus Edwards' 144. There wasn't a big gap in terms of avoided tackles, wasn't a big gap in terms of yards after contact per attempt. And you know what? When you're looking inside the red zone, they split red zone work and end zone work. I don't want a guy who's basically 1A, 1B to be my RB9. I don't want to draft him that high. I love, love, love J.K. Dobbins, what he did at Ohio State. Love him as a prospect. I think all the physical tools are there. But, I mean, we talk all the time about how we don't want to draft the Buffalo Bills running backs because Josh Allen could snipe some of those end zone, uh, red zone rushing attempts. Let's look at J.K. Dobbins because uh, inside the five last season, he had nine attempts to Gus Edwards' 10. And that's not even counting the fact that you have Lamar Jackson coming in to snipe pretty much all of these takes. So what is your thought on J.K. Dobbins? Because like I said, I love the player. 
But the price at RB9 for me is just so rich. I don't know if the opportunity is there. I think at least right now. Yeah, I think you're right on this one though, okay? Because um, over this offseason, I've tried like crazy to trade for J.K. Dobbins because I do think there's a chance that he is a I don't know 1,300 yard back and double digit touchdowns. The problem is, is I can't get anybody to bite on a trade at all. And in fact, I would say that the people that are owning J.K. Dobbins right now are likely valuing valuing him more than a RB9, right? I wouldn't even be surprised if they're valuing him like an RB7, RB8. So I, I do agree with you. I think I think if you have Dobbins, you can trade him for quite the haul right now. Like I've seen trades where you can flip him for Najee Harris plus a second-round pick, or you could get uh, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire in a first-round pick. So uh, I, I do think I agree with you. I think J.K. Dobbins is a tad overrated, but I do think he's going to have a monster year coming up. I think the the opportunity is definitely there. But you know what I think is really interesting? We haven't seen any dip in J.K. Dobbins' value. Obviously, they were the Ravens ranked dead last in passing offense over the last two seasons. They are a run-first team, but we keep pushing the narrative that they are going to be more of a passing offense. If we truly believe that, which we keep saying that we do, I'm not sure that I do, but I think one of these narratives has to give a little if we're going to, you know, but we, we just have to be a little rational about it and think which of these narratives we buy into. Are they going to pass more? If so, yes, that does hurt J.K. Dobbins. I don't know. It, it, there's just so many moving factors in there. I think we're going to count on rushing efficiency for mm-hmm. J.K. Dobbins. But I at RB9, I just want a little bit. I want a little bit more volume. I think we can we can get a little bit more value from the running backs there because you know what I could get Derrick Henry as my RB12 cool. rather than paying up for J.K. Dobbins and. I have a safer workload there. Can, can I just give you some trades that are going on for J.K. Dobbins right now, just to show you how how valuable he is being thought of right now? Uh, I'm looking at a trade right now: J.K. Dobbins for Ezekiel Elliott and Odell Beckham. That's absolutely Whoa. insane. Uh, you're getting J.K. Dobbins for 101, which I think is very interesting. Uh, J.K. Dobbins for Chris Godwin in a 2022 first. Uh, J.K. Dobbins for Miles Sanders in a 2022 first. Um, J.K. Dobbins for 101 and, and 201. So there is a lot of trades out there. I mean, if you have J.K. Dobbins, this is probably the time to sell because uh, I, I have a hard time believing his value is ever going to be higher. Yeah, it's not, it's not to say that he's not a valuable running back, but I think it's a good time to remind folks that the the – aspects that you're trying to play to in dynasty fantasy football is sell high buy low yes yes you are trying to you're playing dynasty fantasy football like you are playing the stock market and if you know a stock is at its peak that's when you sell period yes everybody has a price all right why don't you give me a name before we before we start to fight and uh, just get get on with it marcus because i need i need to I, I got ramped up. I have energy. Let's do this. Yeah, let's uh, let's talk about Deontay Johnson, the most <gasps> overrated and overvalued wide receiver in fantasy football right now. Kate, um, allow me to make the case. Um, Deontay Johnson go- currently going as wide receiver twenty nine in dynasty league football. 
there's a lot of things we can we can pick apart, right? He's never had a thousand yard season in his NFL career. Granted, he's only been in the NFL two season, two seasons. He had one of the least efficient years in the history of the NFL last year, uh, averaging I think it was just six yards per target. Uh, he's he turns 25 this year. Again, he's not old. 25 is certainly not old, but it's not the youngest receiver either. It's not like he's 22 and still coming up, right? 25 is, you know, it's, it, it is what it is. He only has two 100-yard games in his NFL career, and it took him 16 and 11 targets in those two games to do so. I think a lot of his value, Kate, is tied into him basically being Ben Roethlisberger's boo, right? He just gets a ton of ta- <laughs> targets from Ben. And when Roethlisberger moves on, how are those targets going to be distributed? I've got a feeling that the new quarterback, whether it's Mason Rudolph, Dwayne Haskins, a draft pick, they're not going to feed Deontay Johnson all the targets, and that's going to be more, you know, they're going to go to Juju. They're going to go to Chase Claypool and, and Pat Fryermuth. I just think at wide receiver 29, that's a tad overrated. I think I'd, I'd much rather have Juju. I'd much rather have uh, Chase Claypool. We know that Roethlisberger is not going to target Johnson down the field a lot, so he needs to just be a PPR superstar. And unfortunately, the ceiling just isn't that high. You look at his his games in his career, his fantasy games, there's been very few times that he's scored over 25 PPR points. So I, I just think he's a tad overrated right now. See, I think... The issue with my argument, so we, we were saying, uh, what, what did you say his current price is? Tw- wide receiver. Wide receiver 29. Okay. At that price, do you really care how many 25-point games you have? Because I'm looking at Deontay Johnson as one of the most underrated prospects at this point. You're looking at a wide receiver who's being drafted as a, a almost a fringe wide receiver three who's got tremendous PPR upside. I get it. It's because he is Ben Roethlisberger's boo. <laughs> but dude missed basically three games and still managed 144 targets. Yes, was not very efficient. Had a very low average depth of target. Struggled with drops last year after suffering a concussion. I think you're getting the best of both worlds in terms of value and PPR upside because you know what it doesn't it doesn't always matter it doesn't always matter that you're not doing a lot with your targets I think he's absolutely tremendous after the catch I'm ready to discard pretty much all of what we saw in 2020 we know what he's capable after the catch he's like a mini Antonio Brown I love love Deontay Johnson and I think a lot of what we saw in 2020 all of the inefficiencies were largely a product of just the the offense itself ben roethlisberger was not slinging the ball down the field he was returning from a pretty significant elbow injury we've seen so far in otas ben's throwing the ball pretty deep i saw a nice nice little uh tweet yesterday i can't remember who posted it out but uh ben was you know throwing 30 yard bombs down the field 30 yards i'll take that I think that Deontay Johnson is going to have a bounce back season where he does increase in his efficiency. He almost cracked that 1,000 yard mark. I think there's room to grow. He missed three games last season and he was struggling with the concussion afterwards. I just think, I mean, gosh, the target, the target share alone should make him a huge value at where he's being drafted. Um, to close out the season, uh, and when he returned from that concussion, uh, when he 
return in week seven through week 17, he was averaging nearly 11 targets per game. And that's, see, that's my problem is like, what happens if those targets just aren't there? Like, what if what if Chase Claypool takes a step and now those targets go from 11 to eight? That's that's my problem. I don't think he has he's not efficient enough at all to see a drop in targets. And if he does, he's going to be you're going to see his value just absolutely tank. And that's why, Kate, I'm looking at Dynasty League football now and I'm looking at some of the receivers that are going after him. And there are some really, really good guys. I mean, you could get Tyler Lockett, who is going at wide receiver 37. I I would take Lockett all day. See, I think I think Deontay Johnson is much higher PPR upside. And I mean, let's not forget, he's still 24 years old. He's still a young, young wide receiver. It's not like we are looking at this guy in the the peak of his career. He's 30 years old and needs to rely on all of these targets. I just think there's there's so much potential there. The Steelers have ranked uh, last season ranked top five in fantasy points scored by the wide receiver position. All of the seasons that Ben has started, I think since uh, I want to say it's the 2016 season when he's played. Wide receivers have been top five in fantasy points scored around the league. I just think uh, I'm out on this one. I think we should let the listeners decide via poll on Twitter. All right. So last thing, Uh, again, let's just play a little bit of a would you rather game with with uh, these receivers, because I just think this is insane. Uh, All these are all players that are going after Deontay Johnson in startup leagues. So Deontay Johnson or Cooper Cup? Deontay Johnson. Okay. I don't. That one's close. Uh, Deontay Johnson or Odell Beckham? Deontay Johnson. See, I take Beckham. Give me the upside there. Deontay Johnson or Julio Jones? Deontay Johnson. See, again, I I would rather have the two really good seasons of Julio coming up than two wide receiver three seasons in in Deontay Johnson. All right, uh, Deontay Johnson or Adam Thielen? Deontay Johnson. Okay, Deontay Johnson or, or Elijah Moore. Deontay Johnson. So you just you're way higher on Deontay than I am. I just I see him as a low upside player that could his value could drastically tank in the next year because I again I really think Chase Claypool is going to eat up way more of those targets. I also think Pittsburgh is going to be more run heavy. I think Najee is going to get a bunch of targets out of the backfield. So if if Deontay Johnson sees his targets you know drop. By even two a game, his I mean his value is just going to crater. I just think there's so much value to be had in that PPR value. But let's let's let our listeners decide. We'll take a quick break, and when we get back, we will talk about some more overrated dynasty assets. Just wanted to tell you guys about rockauto.com. It's a family business that has been serving auto parts to customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or your daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. 
The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand specifications and prices that you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and they're the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in the how did you hear about us box so they know that we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com today. Welcome back into the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast. We are talking about overrated players for your Dynasty Fantasy Football Leagues. I kicked the show off. We talked about J.K. Dobbins. Marcus, you talked about Deontay Johnson. Mm. We're going head-to-head here for the AFC North. Sounds like I'm becoming a... a, It sounds like I'm a biased Steelers fan, but I promise I'm not. (laughs) I swear... Uh, my next guy, I want to talk about LaVisca Chenault, okay. all right? LaVisca Chenault, when we were talking about wide receivers being drafted right around Deontay Johnson, you know who else is in the mix right at that same drafting spot? Wide receiver 32, LaVisca Chenault. Why? Um, I, I don't, I, I guess this is this is where I'm sort of struggling. LaVisca, he's uh, a big, big body dude. You got to love the, the height and weight combo. 6'1", 227 pounds. Necessarily, like he didn't necessarily dominate in terms of like speed, 4'5", He's a very versatile player, right? And mm-hmm. I think people get very excited about versatile players right because you think of all of the different ways that they could be used and for example we've been doing this for with curtis samuel for for years the last (laughs) uh literally since he's been drafted we've been thinking about all of the different ways they could utilize him on the field obviously curtis samuel's a much smaller receiver but still has that draft capital and now you know we have the jacksonville jaguars they have a new regime we have trevor lawrence under center that's an upgrade but we add travis Etienne into the mix i don't know what the ceiling is for lavisca chanel but i do think for where you're drafting him in dynasty startups there are other wide receivers that i think we have more of a track record with like cooper cup is currently being drafted behind lavisca chanel and dynasty startups give me cooper cup all day long yes he's got five years on him but he's also one of the best wide receivers and probably one of the most underrated wide receivers in the nfl like you said adam thielen yes Mm -hmm. he is 30 30 years old but i mean we know what adam thielen is we know he's utilized heavily in the red zone he's a touchdown machine Tyler Lockett, he's the picture of efficiency. We know exactly what he is. You could pretty much bank on a top 15 finish from Tyler Lockett by end of season. I just think there are so many names in this this range that we know what these products are. And LaVisca, I don't necessarily know that the upside's high enough. Do I think he's ever going to finish as a top 12 wide receiver? I don't, I don't think so. And I, I feel like... There are some other assets around him that do have top 12 upside. And I, I just wonder what what is it with LaVisca? Yeah, so this is a really tough one because, again, it's he is one of these gadget players. And we've been burned by a lot of these guys before, whether it's, 
you know, Percy Harvin or Tavon Austin or I mean, there, there's been a Cordero Patterson. Um, however, I think LaVisca is somebody that I'm holding on to, Kate. So last year, the rookie season was not as bad as you would think. 700 total yards and five touchdowns in 14 games. Um, I think that's important when you put that in context as, you know, his three quarterbacks were Gardner Minshew, Mike Glennon, and Jake Lutton. Uh, I think he's going to get a little bit of a quarterback upgrade this year with Trevor Lawrence. A little bit. On top of that, I think it's also important to remember his offseason last year. So he had a, uh, I believe it was a core injury that required surgery, could not work out at the combine, really didn't do anything all offseason long. He got to training camp and Jacksonville had to be very careful about not putting too much uh, work on him. So he came into the season without a lot of, uh, not a lot of reps. And then on top of that, Kate, it was a COVID offseason. So there was no rookie mini camps. There was no OTAs. There was only nine training camp practices. And for him to come in and still put up 700 yards is impressive. I do think you're right, though. I don't know if there's ever going to be a top 12 ceiling, you know, and, or top 12 season. And that's what makes me a little nervous. Um, but I could see him being somebody who flirts with a thousand yards and seven touchdowns every year because he's just so dynamic in the open field. And for that reason, I don't know how to value him. And I'm probably just holding on to him for one more year. At this point, though, like right, right where we're at, I'm going to I'm going to I keep going back to Cooper Cup, right? Because mm-hmm. he's being drafted after LaVesca Chenault. Cooper Cup is a guy that flirts with that that line right there at the thousand thousand yard mark uh has had 90 receptions in each of the last two seasons uh I I just think that better offense now upgrade at quarterback we're still not valuing him the way that I would like him to be valued but that's that's for another day give me your next overvalued candidate all right, so I want to preface this by saying that the player that I'm going to mention is fantastic, and I have still no problem with him being drafted where he is. Uh, but my player is Saquon Barkley, um, and I know Ooh. that's going to send shockwaves to fantasy football owners, but uh, here's the argument. I'm still seeing him ranked sometimes even as the number one dynasty asset, most of the time at two or three uh, at the running back position. And that's just a little bit scary for me, Kate, because he's missed 17 games over the last two seasons. Uh, We've actually seen his yards per game, both in the rushing game and in the receiving game, drop uh, in each of the last two years. Granted, he only played two two games last year, but he had this fantastic rookie season. 2019, his production dropped and he got injured. And then 2020, he got injured. So... um, the touchdowns have not really been there. In his last 15 games, he has eight touchdowns. That's fine. It's not It's not great, but it's fine. Um, in his last 15 games, again, 1,500 yards, so averaging 100 yards from scrimmage a game. Basically, that's like Clyde Edwards-Hilaire you know, averages, where a half a touchdown a game and 100 yards. You can get that type of production from guys that are valued way, way, way lower than that. And the argument that I'm going to make to finish this up, Kate, is... If Saquon Barkley gets hurt again, and let's say it's even a minor injury, let's say it's a, a, a relatively minor injury, let's say it's a, an ankle sprain that costs him five games this year, how much is that going to tank his value? Because that would be, now be three straight seasons of him missing time. I think you could trade him now while he's valued as the number two or number three running back and get an absolute haul. I think if, if you are in a league where somebody is valuing Dalvin Cook a tier lower, 
than Saquon Barkley and you can get Dalvin Cook, Cook plus, I'm doing that all day because he's actually been more healthy. Uh, that offensive line in New York kind of scares me. The offense in general scares me. I just think where he's being drafted right now, basically with an ADP of 2.8, is a little bit high. If I am the Saquon Barkley manager and I'm in a win-now mode, I would have no problem, no problem at all, trading Saquon Barkley for maybe a Derrick Henry who's just generally viewed as the lower-tiered running back in Dynasty every single year, perennially undervalued in Dynasty Mm -hmm. fantasy football. Trade away Saquon Barkley and get a Derrick Henry plus. I love that. Because I think Derrick Henry is still in a position that's going to win you a fantasy football championship. I, I, I don't mind that. Let's take one more quick break and then we will get back to close out the show of our overvalued Dynasty fantasy football assets. Wanted to tell you guys about Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but NBA, MLB, and NHL are in full swing. Bet Online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV with real time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Bet Online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. All you have to do is use the promo code LOCKEDON. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Welcome back into the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast. We're talking overrated Dynasty fantasy football assets. Marcus, give us one more to close out yeah, the show. Yeah, we're going to stick to running backs. And I think it's Ezekiel Elliott, who is still being valued as a top 13 running back. Actually, his ADP is uh, 12.7, would uh, tie with Najee Harris. And I think it's really interesting, Kate, because I don't think... Ezekiel Elliott has a ceiling that a lot of people believe he does. Um, we've actually seen the the efficiency drop quite a bit from him over the last three seasons. 2018, 4.7 yards per carry. 2019, 4.5 yards per carry. 2024 yards per carry. Uh, he's been a little bit nicked up over the last couple years. Uh, the Cowboys aren't using him as much in the passing game as they used to. Again, 2018, he saw 95 targets. Uh, 2019, 71 targets. 2020, 71 targets. And his yards per reception. Kate, I'm going to read this right from his rookie year. 11.3, 10.3, 7.4, 7.4, 6.5. You're just not getting a player anymore that's going to break long plays. Uh, the touchdown touchdowns are starting to plummet because when the Cowboys get into the red zone, it's throws to Amari Cooper or CeeDee Lamb or Dak Prescott runs. We're also getting to the point with Ezekiel Elliott that he turns 26 this offseason. Uh, he he has a ton of touches in college in the NFL on him. And he's got somebody behind him that's really dynamic in Tony Pollard. So if you can get Ezekiel Elliott, you can trade him in for Najee Harris right now and get a younger version of that player. I'm doing that all day. See, I will I will say I think, you know, maybe to your point about the upside. The I mean, the metrics are there. Like you said, uh, how many how many performances of 25-plus fantasy uh, points? Yeah, in standard leagues, in standard leagues, he has zero games of over 25 fantasy points 
in the last two seasons. To compare that, to compare That's that crazy. to Derrick Henry, Henry had five last year alone, right? And Derrick Henry valued right about the same as Ezekiel Elliott, right? Ezekiel Elliott definitely is more of an asset, I think, in PPR formats. He's had back-to-back seasons with, uh, or sorry, three consecutive seasons with at least 70 targets, which is fantastic. That's great usage. You love that. He definitely had a down year in terms of efficiency, but I do think that we're overlooking uh, the, the situation regarding Dak Prescott a little too much. His splits with and without Dak last season were so mm-hmm. significant. With Dak Prescott, averaged 23 PPR points a game, okay? Was on 16-game pace for 1,165 rushing yards. All of these metrics with and without Dak Prescott, the splits are atrocious. But you know what's funny, Kate, though, is Tony Pollard's efficiency didn't change depending on the quarterback. And that's what makes me concerned is like, will the... But we also saw... we also saw Ezekiel Elliott was banged up for the first time in his career. He's only missed one career game yeah. due to injury, but he managed a calf injury last season. We're, I think maybe to your point about upside, yes. But I do think if you're looking for, again, a buy now asset, get one of these. You know, If we're looking to trade Saquon Barkley and you're in a win now mode, I would love to get Ezekiel Elliott plus. Because you know what, I don't know if there's any, uh, you know, running back that is maybe safer than Ezekiel Elliott with his target share. And listen to his rankings in touches and scrimmage mm-hmm. yards. Okay, rankings and touches since drafted second, thirteen. That was when, when he, he played ten yep. games. First, second, fifth. That's his rankings and touches. Ranks and scrimmage yards second. 15th, mm-hmm. again, suspended. Second, second, 15th. And in that span, uh, in, in that time where he ranked as the uh, 15th in scrimmage yards, he was the RB9 in PPR formats. The only three teams that were graded more poorly in run blocking per PFF in the 2020 season were Miami Dolphins, Pittsburgh Steelers, and the Los Angeles Chargers. I think there are so many things that did not go Zeke's way last season. I'm willing to give him another <laughs> shot, but I think I'm also in the minority there. So, so it's fine. Can I, can it's I add fine. something really quickly? Uh, one of the reasons yes. that a lot of people are scared away from Derrick Henry is because he's getting a little bit older, right? However, that doesn't matter so much to me. It's more of the touches, right? Do you know that Ezekiel Elliott has almost 400 more touches in the NFL than Derrick Henry? And if you add on their college touches, it's like 500 more touches. So I know Henry is like a year older, but he actually has a, a lot less work than what Ezekiel Elliott does. So if they, if we're comparing these two assets, just give me Derrick Henry, who's been the more efficient and the better player over the last two years than Ezekiel Elliott. All right. I love it. Guys, this was a very interesting podcast. I There was more debate than I necessarily expected before we got on the call for uh, today's show planning. So everybody, let us know what your thoughts are. Who do you think are some of the most overdrafted and overrated assets in fantasy football leagues? We want to know who... Uh, who are you out on in Dynasty just due to their cost? It, be sure to Check us out at Locked On Dynasty on Twitter and 
Give us your thoughts. That is today's show. Thank you for joining us. We are the Locked on Dynasty Football Podcast. As always, I am your host, Kate Majuk. You can follow me on Twitter at FFBallBlast. I'm joined by Marcus Mosier. You could follow him at Marcus underscore Mosier. And we will see you on Monday.